Well, hello again. God bless. Welcome to another teaching from the Bible Teaching Ministry of A Love Outreach. Uh, as I have been doing I uh, on certain days of the month, uh, eventually I'll end up doing all of the Proverbs. But what I've been doing is jumping on a proverb when I have a moment to do so. Uh, for whatever day of the month it is. And today happens to be July 31st, 2022. And I am going to go ahead and uh, take a reading through Proverbs 31 and kind of discuss it as the Lord leads. So if you've come upon this audio or this video, Whichever the case may be, and as I always say, it's so good if you can follow along with us, if you have a Bible, and you can open it up to Proverbs chapter 31, and follow along with me here as we read through these verses. So, without any further ado, whatever ado is, we will go ahead and start reading uh, in verse 1 of Proverbs 31. And it says, The words of King Lemuel, the utterance which his mother taught him. Now, we don't know much about King Lemuel from a biblical standpoint. Um, there's more scholarly people out there, that far more scholarly than me, um, that really don't know much about King Lemuel. Some people say it is just a nickname, a pet name that um, maybe Solomon's mom Bathsheba had for him. Or others say that uh, it is Hezekiah, King Hezekiah. But we really don't know. But what we do know and what we will see here is whoever King Lemuel was, he had a very wise mother a very godly, very wise mother. And she says in verse two, what, my son, and what, son of my womb, and what, son of my vows, do not give your strength to women. So in other words, by saying, and you know, what, my son, and what, my son, pay attention, come on, listen, think about this. You know, do you really have to question this? Well, let me give you some wisdom here. Do not give your strength to women, nor your ways to that which destroys kings. So again, Lemuel was a king, as was King Solomon, as was King Hezekiah and such, so forth. But she's warning him, you know, be careful. Look before you leap. Think about what you're doing. Um, be wise in the way you live your life and what you're giving your strength to, what you're devoting yourself to. He says, she says, it is not for kings, O Lemuel. It is not for kings to drink wine nor for princes intoxicating drinks. You know, so when we look at intoxicating drinks, we're talking about any type of alcoholic beverage, a beer or whatever the, the case may be. And she's saying, look, if you're going to put yourself in a position as a king where you're going to be ruling over people and doing all of that, don't touch this stuff. Don't get all caught up in being drunk and all of that kind of stuff. And quite frankly, I, I believe that we can apply this to, to many areas of life. If, if you are a, you know, a mother, a father, you, you've got responsibility in your life, you need to be wise. You need to be wise in every aspect of your life, what you're doing, what you're giving your strength to. Don't give yourself 
to intoxicating drinks to where it affects you and the way you live your life and what you do and the decisions that you make. So this is what this wise mother is warning here. Lest they, he says, um, he says, or she says, excuse me in verse five, lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the justice of all the afflicted. So she's saying, talking about, you know, see that's what alcohol can do to people. And that's what it's done to millions of people throughout all of history. It's destroyed their lives in many ways because they get into it and they think they can handle it or whatever. And you know, the, uh, uh, this leads to that, leads to that, leads to that. And she's saying, don't even go down that path. Why even take that path? Why even go in that direction? What do you need it for? You know, um, is do you, are you really that weak that you need something like that in your life? And she's saying, hey, again, this isn't the way of wisdom. This isn't the way of a strong man, a person that wants to walk in integrity and honor and do what's right. Because what ends up happening is you end up forgetting the law. In other words, you end up forgetting what is good and what is right. Why? Because that's the effect that alcohol has on the brain, has on the mind, whichever the case may be. So anyway, he says, give strong drink to him who is perishing and wine to those who are bitter of heart. So look, there are people that, you know, when she says here, give strong drink to him who is perishing, we can look at that in a couple of different ways, right? We can look at that person that, that just doesn't care. They're not devoted to God. They're not devoted to, you know, a good life anyway. And well, it's not really saying get, and, and in this analogy that I'm using here, it's not like we're saying, well, go ahead and give it to them. You know, or on the other hand, if there's a person who maybe in that time when they didn't have the things that we have today, the medication that we have today for dying people, you know, like morphine and things like that to help them out, well, give them that strong drink, that whiskey or whatever that helped them in that day, right? But that's not the case for today. And wine for those who are bitter of heart. Well, there are people, and we do know that for, for many people, I guess, wine makes uh, their heart happy, right? It, it, it gives them laughter and all of that kind of stuff. But look, if you're, a bitter, if you're bitter of heart, you got a bigger problem than wine can, can solve. You need Jesus. You need the spirit of the Lord to work in you, to help you with that bitterness, to get rid of that root of bitterness within you, to help you with your heart, right? So in this day and age, you know, Again, we don't really need the, the whiskey and all of that kind of stuff as medicine, and uh, nor do we need the wine to have a joyful heart, a happy heart, because we have Christ in us, okay? And we can walk in him, and, and he will do a work within us if we allow him to and if we're committed to him, you know? And um, so anyway, let's read on. Let him drink and forget his poverty and remember his misery no more. So... You know, whoever's mother this was, Lemuel's mother here in this case, right? She's saying, she's just warning him again, don't do this. Let, let some, you know, I'm going to throw a word in here that's not in here right now, but it is used throughout the book of Proverbs, okay? Let some other fool have that stuff. Let some other fool live that way. You know, we don't need to live that way. We don't need to do that. We don't need to let 
something like alcohol control our lives. We don't need to let, you know, other people, like in this case, she's warning him against women, rule our lives and lead and guide us, right? Today we know, and I'm speaking to the born again Christian, and if you're not one, I'm can speak to you as well to say, hey, you you can come to Christ. You can be led by the Spirit, filled with the Spirit. What is the fruit of the Spirit? I think I've mentioned this on so many teachings. You know the fruit of the Spirit, right? If you know the Bible. Well, one of them is joy, right? Joy, joy in your heart. And so the Spirit of the Lord can lead you and guide you in that direction. And then she goes on, changes the topic here in verse eight, open your mouth for the speechless in the cause of all who are appointed to die, okay? Open your mouth, judge righteously and plead the cause of the poor and needy. So she's saying, stand up, King Lemuel, stand up. His mother's given him great wise words here saying, stand up for the weak, stand up for those that, you know, are, you know, ready to die. You know, they're suffering or whatever the case may be. Judge righteously, do what is good, do, do what is, you know, uh, virtuous and such, right? And you know, this applies to all of us, not just kings. Every one of us here on the face of the earth today, we need to stand for others, you know, stand for the cause of other people as it relates to their suffering and their need, okay? And I'm talking about causes that are real, not trumped up causes, not fake causes, things like that, right? I'm talking about things where people truly are being abused, right? And we have to be wise and we have to have discernment as we look at those type of situations to say, hey, let me dig deep here and see what really is happening. What is the truth in this situation? You see, many people rush into causes and get all loud and mouthy and do all that kind of stuff. And that's not the way of a humble person. First of all, as we've read in Proverbs on you know many occasions, right? We, we need to be humble, right? But um, you know, many people rush into causes and and throw throw their weight around and do whatever, and they, they don't really look, dig deep and find out what's the truth here. You know, so the person that is going to stand for what is right is a person that also work, walks in discernment and understands the difference between good and evil, and understands what truly is right. Where do we find that out? What is our basis for that? I always point you back to this, right? The Bible. Go to the Bible to find out what is right and what is good in the sight of God. What does he say? What does the word of God say to us today? And that's how we discern things. And that's how we know what to stand for and what to stand against in certain situations, right? But in doing all of this, we do it in a humble manner, right? We do it in a godly way. We do it in a Christian way. That is a Christ-like way, okay? So let's see, um, verse 10. Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. So here we just see a mother again that's given wise counsel and good advice here. And now she's going into this topic here. Look, you need a virtuous wife. If you find a virtuous wife, Lemuel, you have found something wonderful. 
something of great value, if you find a virtuous wife, okay, one that says, I'm going to walk in the way of virtue, honesty, loyalty, integrity, right, honor, all of those things, right? The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. He doesn't have to worry about his wife because she's a virtuous woman, and that's who a man should seek to marry, and that's who a woman should seek to be, not just for a man, but for just who she is as a human being, as someone that is a follower of the Lord God. You should want to be, as a woman, you should want to be a virtuous woman, okay? And, uh, but she says here, the heart of her husband safely trusts her so he will have lack of no gain. In other words, he can leave the house, he can go out, he can do work. He knows that she's a good woman and she's taking care of what she needs to take care of too. And I'm not just talking about the housewife here in this situation, you know, in our world today, in our society today, you know, women go to work as well in our society, but she should be able to safely trust in her husband and he should be able to safely trust in her. But what we're reading about here is a mother giving advice to a son about a wife, okay? So it works both ways though. So um, verse 12, she does him good and not evil all the days of her life. This is a virtuous woman. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. And of course, this, I mean, it, we'd be foolish to, to, to not think that this applies to a man as well, right? That a man is gonna love his wife as Christ loved the church. A man is gonna lay down his wife or his life, excuse me, for his wife. He's gonna take care of her. He's gonna do good by her, right? Um, and verse uh Verse 13, though, again, this is a mother speaking to a son, so that's what we're reading about here. I try to, I'm trying to be fair on both sides of it here, the male and the female, but what we're reading about is a mother giving advice to her son. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maid servants. She considers a field and buys it from her prophets. She plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. Man, I'm just reading all these verses because they speak for themselves. I'm not commentating on them at all because, or commenting on them at all because they just speak for themselves. This is what a virtuous woman is like. This is what a godly woman should be like. One that says, hey, I'm gonna read the word of God and I'm gonna apply my life to it and I'm gonna walk in the commandments of the word of God. She stretches out her hand, verse 19, to the distaff and her hand holds the spindle. Again, this is just painting a picture of a woman that is getting things done. This is the kind of wife that uh, this mother here speaking once for her son Lemuel a virtuous woman, a good woman, a good hardworking woman. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. So look at that. She's not just in the house. She's out and about, right? She's doing things, you know, and uh, taking care of things. Now look, 
just like you know, we can read in the Bible about the gifts of the Holy Spirit and how not everybody has the same gifts. We're all different parts of the body of Christ. Same holds true for a woman, same holds true for a husband. You know, I should say same holds true for a wife, same holds true for a husband. You're not able to do everything. You do what you can do. You do the best you can do, what you put your hand to, whatever your, you, your hand finds to do, you do it as unto the Lord and you serve the Lord in that manner. But Lemuel's mother here is just saying, this is what she's like. She's, she's just, her heart is right and her work ethic is good and she's virtuous, right? She's not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet, okay? She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and, linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. You know, so the husband is, is able to have no lack. He's able to do what he can because he's got a good wife helping with the home while he's doing what he can to provide for the home. He's out working in the land. He's out working where people know him. He's out amongst the community. He's out getting things done as well. And he can safely trust in his wife while he's doing all of that. This is the virtuous woman that this mother wants for her son. Um, she makes, verse 24, she makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. She's like a businesswoman. She's buying land. I mean, it's just, it's just, just a wonderful woman that's being explained here. But again, you know, I, I, I would caution, I mean, you know, I'm not an expert on this, but I would caution any woman that says, what, I have to do all of this? No. This is just a mother saying, hey, come on, this is the wife I want for you, son. And this is what she looks like. She has some of these qualities or a bunch of these qualities or a little of these qualities, whichever the case may be. You know, again, we're all, we all have a part in the body of Christ today. And if you're in Christ, you have the spirit of the Lord within you. He will lead you and guide you and gift you in the things that you can do. And, and you'll know the things you cannot do. You'll know the things that you're good for and what you're not good for. And there's a balance within the home between the husband and the wife, you know, in terms of what one can do and what the other can do, you know. Strength and honor, verse 25, are her clothing. Uh, she shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom and her tongue is the law of kindness, right? So she's known as a kind person someone that people like because she's kind, right? She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat bread of idleness. She's not sitting around and eating bonbons, as they say, right? Uh, just, you know, being lazy. She's taking care of things. She's taking care of her kids. She's taking care of her home. All the, all the things that are just kind of common knowledge, basic responsibilities. Men have basic responsibilities. Women have basic responsibilities in the marriage. The husband, that is, I should say, and the wife. Okay, because remember, that's what she's the mother is speaking of here, a wife, okay? A virtuous wife. Her value is of rubies, okay? So her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Let me speak to you men out there. If you have a good wife, if you have a virtuous wife, let her know. Praise her. It's okay. Tell her these are the things that 
You're wonderful, wife. (laughs) You're wonderful at this. You're wonderful at that. Okay? And and you know what? Going back to verse 28 here, children rise up and call her blessed. Look, if you're a child out there and you're listening, and look, if you're, you're a child if you have a mother that's alive in this case and a father that's alive, right? You're a child. I don't care if you're 30 years old, 40 years old, whatever the case may be, right? Do you have a good mom? Do you have a virtuous mom? Then Then rise up and call her blessed. Stand up and let her know it. Do something about what you know. Say something. Honor her. Honor your, first of all, honor your mother and your father in the Lord, that it may be well with you and you'll live long on the earth. Okay? But if you've got a good mother, stand up, meaning rise up, meaning say something. Let it be shown. Let it be known in in the way that you live your life and the things that you do. And I could expound on that a whole lot more, but I'm going to move on. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all, she says. That's what she says about this wife that, that's value is greater than rubies. Whatever the most valuable thing, I mean, on the face of the earth today is a wonderful wife. I mean, the Bible says he who finds a wife finds something good, right? You find a good thing. It's, it's an excellent thing. And Proverbs here says, speaks the same way of a wife, okay? In verse 30, this mother is telling her son, Lemuel, charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall shall be praised. I feel like I'm trying to say she sells, she sells. I can't even say it, right? (laughs) But she shall be praised. Who? The woman that fears the Lord. Because when you, as a woman, you, as a wife, you put the Lord first in your life and you're honoring him in the way that you live, and that means you're keeping his commands, you're filled with the spirit, the fruit of the spirit is within you, and you're walking in obedience to the Lord, then that's all you need to do. Serve the Lord above all else. She says in verse 30 at the beginning there, charm is deceitful and beauty is passing. We all know that's true. We all know that's true. That's why you have these women that, you know, uh, that are young actresses and things like that and they get old and they do all this facial work to distort their faces and all that. They're trying to keep something that they had in the past because their beauty is passing. It's just a case for all of us, not just women. It's a case for everybody, right? This body is perishing. And it says, give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. In other words, she's going to be known by what she does. So a wonderful chapter of Proverbs. Very powerful, very wonderful chapter of Proverbs that... um, you know, it shows this wonderful, wise woman, this mother who cares about her son greatly and points him in a direction that says, hey, this is what you need to be doing yourself. And when she talks, starts out talking to him about avoiding alcohol and being, you know, a righteous kind of judge, being a good kind of man, standing up for the oppressed, standing up for the poor, 
not being seducted by women and stuff like that, but finding something good, finding a wife, a virtuous wife. You know, to to you young men out there, you don't need to run around dating and doing all of that stuff. You need to find a godly woman, but you first have to be a godly man. And to you young women out there who are not married and you want to be married, be a godly woman first. Be a, you know, be a virtuous woman first. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and he'll add to you that husband. And for you, young man, he'll add to you that wife, but make the Lord your priority. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So that's Proverbs chapter 31. So God bless. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Love to hear from you. Reach out to us. Check out our website, aloveoutreach.com and fill out the contact form and let us know that you listen and where you listen from or make a comment uh, and let us know, you know, where you are, where you're listening from and all of that kind of stuff. I know that there's people from all, all, all over the world that will hear this, but we'd love to hear from you. But if not, God bless and we will see you next time.